think the upsetting thing for me growing, growing up was if I was a male rugby player of the same standard, I'd have everything laid out before me. Whereas we didn't have contracts and I had to have very difficult discussions with my dad in particular when I decided I wanted to pursue rugby and he said, it's not a career, you need to stop playing. And I had to say, well, it's not fair. If I was your son, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast, O2 Inside Line with Abby Ward. I play for England and Bristol Bears and I'm a second row. So second row or lock is in the forwards. Um, They're a big kind of set piece forward in terms of main job is at the line out, um, lifting, jumping, taking control of that aerial battle and then a a big job to do in the scrum in the engine room behind the props. So yeah, pretty relentless. I have a, a bit of everything, but kind of dominate that set piece area. I grew up in Scotland, born in Scotland, lived there till I was six. And I was, um, I'd say I was pretty quiet, really. Um, I grew up with three brothers, two brothers at the time, I've got a younger brother. And then at the age of six, we moved to England. And I think maybe that's where I had to start battling with those guys and grow into a more competitive, louder character that I am today. Growing up in the Lake District in the north of England, and it's the best place to grow up when it's nice weather, in the summer, in the sun. We were just out by ourselves all the time. It was a great place to grow up and it's great to go back to. We went up recently and we were walking through town and you know everyone, everyone stops you. And one one guy who's a family friend, David Horsbury, is like, ah, Abby, like, uh, I saw you on TV the other day. Good lass, good lass. I was into absolutely every sport. I loved hockey, football again. I played county football, I played county hockey, javelin. I was like, yes, I want to go and do this. Tennis. I went into a mad phase of tennis um, where I was like, yes, I'm going to be a tennis player. (laughs) Um, And skiing as well. I just wanted to be involved in everything, every sport and rugby just happened to pop up one day as another sport I could play. How I got into rugby is every Wednesday night there is a thing called Summer Touch Rugby where the whole community goes down. It's every Wednesday throughout the summer holidays. Everyone would be there, your sisters, your brothers, your aunties, uncles, the first team guys, and everyone in between. At the crux of it, it's just about community and enjoying it, which is, I think, a big reason why a lot of us get into rugby and stay in rugby. And you follow it up with a barbecue and you can't really go wrong. Abby Ward, the first word that comes to mind is like organised. She's very a process-driven person. She likes to get things done. My name's Shauna Brown and I'm a prop forward for Harlequins in England. She's not got a very good poker face, so if she's annoyed, you'll know about it. But it's like you feel you need to get it right, not only for the sake of you, but so you don't make Abby angry. I just feel much, oh, everyone, like, get it right. <laughs> Abby's around. She's the organiser. She's the one who knows all the details, especially, like, around the line-out. Like, she is the one, she's the guru to go to. Hand on the ball now. It's close to the line. It's over the line. It's down. It's Abby Ward. And Bristol Bears lead again. So I was um, at my local school, Keswick School, which is a really good school. And I was a good student, but I think if you ask any of my teachers, I could be a bit disruptive. As soon as I'd finish something, I'd be bored. So every single class I was in, I had to sit opposite the teacher. Straight away after the first lesson, they were like, Abby, you have to sit here. I mean, I probably would have hated myself back then. 
When I'm not challenged, I think that's when potentially I get bored. Even now in rugby or in life, if I'm not challenged, I want to look for the next the next step, the next level. At the time I was 15 going through GCSEs and I'd had good results. That's when I thought I can do sport and I can do studies and I want to excel in both. I want to be ambitious. I want to kind of see what I can achieve. So at some point I decided, right, what other schools are out there? So I had a look around and Sedba School, which is renowned for, for rugby, and a lot of people think that that's the reason why I went, which, which it isn't. But I looked at Sedba, looked online at these other schools, ordered a prospectus. This is all without my parents knowing. Ordered a prospectus, got all the information, was like, brilliant. I definitely want to go. So I went to my parents and said, right, I'm going to book a, an open day. Will you come with me? And they were like, what? This is ridiculous. Why do you suddenly want to go to boarding school? I dragged my parents around the open day. And I think up until then, they were just kind of going along with it, thinking this is a ridiculous idea. But then when they saw probably that that was a school that matched my ambition with their ambition, I think that's when they were like, OK, we completely understand it. But still then, it's not like we're from a rich family or anything and boarding school isn't the cheapest. So I did the sums myself. I put it together. I said, look, if I can get this scholarship and, and this bursary and this auntie and uncle to chip in and this auntie and uncle to chip in and my gran and my dad and my mum, we can make it work. So it's pretty crazy now thinking that I was, you know, maybe 15 at the time, putting together this essentially this business plan about how I wanted to change school completely, go to a boarding school, something that has never been contemplated within the family or within like any of the families that we kind of know. I can remember the day ringing up with my dad and saying, yes, I, I've got the scholarship. And just going through that whole process with the exams was pretty, pretty scary. And um, I definitely felt out of my depth with the people around me. They're so intelligent and ambitious, the, the people that were there. And I just loved that atmosphere, loved and thrived in that environment. What Sedba did for Abby was it brought her out of herself and gave her a real self-confidence. My name's Richard Scott uh, and I'm Abby Ward's father. I think that's helped in her rugby, uh, believing in herself and having this, this drive uh, and belief that she can do whatever she wants to do, really. There wasn't rugby at Sedba for girls. It was just for the boys. And it's really famous for boys. There's lots of Will Carlin, Will Greenwood, um, lots of players that have been through Sedba. I don't think it necessarily frustrated me that, you know, there wasn't rugby at Sedba for, for women, just because I was so busy with everything else that I was doing. My main kind of sporting commitments there were hockey, uh, netball, just a bit of everything else. That being said, though, Sedba were great. And there were quite a few occasions where they actually let me train with the boys, which was, I think, a brand new experience for both myself, but definitely for them. So I think it was an eye-opener. And some of my mates from Sedba still talk about the time. They're like, oh, remember when, when Abby came in and caught it first time or whatever, and all the boys were like, wah, <laughs> just going crazy. To be fair, those guys have been some of like my biggest supporters going on. Rugby wasn't really at the centre. Yes, it was something that I was pursuing, but more because I just went to the next level. I wasn't expecting to, or I wasn't hunting for it, but I remember going to under-20s trials. I managed to get a lift down to Wellington College, which is where the trials were. 
You were there for two days, but it was a three-day camp if you got in. So after two days, we sat in this grandstand and um, Graham Smith, who was the senior coach at the time, just stood at the front and read out a list of the players that were basically in under 20s and staying for the third day, which was brutal at the time. Like that, <laughs> I was not expecting that. And I don't think a few of the players were. And my lift didn't get in. So they were going home after two days. And I was there thinking, I don't know how I'm getting home now. Like sport was something that I absolutely loved and always wanted to achieve as high as I could, but it was never seemed like an actual career choice. And it wasn't. And I think back then as well, because there was so little coverage, you know, you talk about see it to be it. There was no one that I really was looking at and aspiring to be. Growing up, none of my family are into rugby. So it's quite nice that they're so over their heads rugby because it means that, you know, life isn't dominated by that. But because of that, I was never watching rugby on TV, men's or women's really. I was just running around and playing it in my spare time. So I probably wasn't even aware that there was an England women's team. I probably wasn't even aware of, of the pathway. And like I said, I almost fell into it by mistake. I met my husband, Dave Ward, when we were both playing for Harlequins. When did we meet? We met. So basically, I was always in during the day getting physio. We needed to get a good luck message for the girls who were out playing in the Commonwealth. And Dave was in physio, which he never is. And he just looked really approachable. So I said, you'll do. Can you come and do this message? So him and Danny Kerr did this, um, this good luck message. And yeah, that was the first time we met. And it just blossomed from there. It's a, it's a hooker, caller thing, I'm sure. Basically, she said, then took the mick out of me on Instagram about what we said. And it was one of those just sort of natural, we would start, I said, thanks for taking the mick out of me. Last time I do you a favour sort of thing. My name's uh, Dave Ward. I'm the Bristol Bears women's head coach. Um, I'm also um, the husband of Abby Ward, who is, yeah, my wife, as well as one of the players that I coach at Bristol Bears. It sort of developed from there, really, completely by chance, but obviously one of the best things that ever happened to me. The other thing about Abby um, is her first impression, she's very sarcastic. I had to get my wits about me pretty quickly. I took a lot of the things she said quite seriously to begin with, and then I realised most of the time she's not very serious, which is, which is um, something I learned the hard way, but it's something we can laugh at now because I think we're probably on the same page. It was something that hadn't really, that hadn't really ever been crossover before, if you can call it crossover. I don't know what the term is. Um, and I think that actually was a bit of a breakthrough for the men's and women's side, who until then potentially had been quite separate. Suddenly you saw the men's players come in and supporting at our games and the women's players supporting at their games and people watching women's rugby who potentially hadn't watched women's rugby before from the men's side. And certainly having that extra voice within the men's side to challenge any of the guys who thought women's rugby isn't, you know, up to scratch or is a lower level. Dave was there to quickly tell them, actually, you're completely wrong. Go and watch a game. And a lot of the guys would go and watch a game and come back and say what a great game it was and change their opinions and perceptions. And I think sometimes you just need that first seed of support. And then, you know, what can grow from that? And it's great to see now, like, the men's and women's side really supporting each other. 
I thought she was incredibly brave in, in terms of what she was doing because at the time the England women didn't have full-time contracts. So she was training full-time, um, basically on the idea that they would gain full-time contracts and thankfully they did. And that decision from her to go to a fun employed, as she called it, um, which is basically a full-time rugby player without being paid a salary was incredibly, as I said, brave thing to do, but also it just shows her ambition. And obviously that's one of the things I fell in love with is her ambition to not only be a fantastic rugby player, to be one of the best rugby players in the world. Dave became head coach at Bristol this last year and I was probably looking for my next challenge again, similar to, you know, growing up, like what was the next challenge? I had a great five years at Harlequins, loved it. And to, you know, seal my last season winning the premiership was pretty perfect. It just felt like a really good time for me to wait my options. The conversations obviously were had about going to Bristol and it wasn't until I went over there and really saw the ambition of the club, the buy-in, not just from the women's side, from the men's side, and saw kind of what a huge opportunity it is to have, you know, the first day be sat in the meeting with, with the men, to be breaking out into small groups and chatting with them about the footage that we're watching, to go and see them training pitch side, to do training against them, to share the knowledge, I think is a huge thing, to share your resources of your physios, your S&C knowledge, your coaching knowledge. I think that is something that is fantastic and I hope that all the other programmes go down that route. So obviously it's probably unique having your husband as your head coach. When I first spoke to Bristol about potentially joining, one of the first things I did was like, Dave, we need to sit down opposite each other at the dining table and have that discussion. I said, I'd have this discussion with any other prospective coach. So just because you're my husband, it doesn't mean I'm not, I'm going to lower my standards in anything. Absolutely not. This is what I expect from my coach. So you have to deliver this. And likewise, he will tell me this is what I expect from a player. He's not going to go easy on me because I'm his wife. In fact, he probably um, has much higher standards and I get away with much less um, being his wife. Some people might say it's it's a quite hard sort of relationship to have, but actually I think, you know, we've excelled in that and the fact that I've gone away and helped Abby with parts of her game that, you know, aren't necessarily the strongest aspects of my coaching also has helped her as well. She's one of the most determined players I've ever worked with. Her ability on the ball, very, very good in terms of her positioning as a second row, but also her drive uh, to improve and constantly want to get better. I want Bristol to run the best women's programme in the country. She wants to be part of the best women's programme in the country. That common goal is something that I don't think can be sort of underestimated. And it's certainly something that we, we talk about, obviously, but we also talk about how we're going to do it and how we're going to get there. And I think that's quite a unique place to be in. think to have a coach that really understands you understands what drives you and how to get the best out of you that's all you can really want as a player he knows what I want to like achieve in rugby and not just at club but at country and and he's you know my biggest supporter in terms of trying to do that how often do you get to work and really strive to achieve something with your partner that's the brilliant thing like if we have success we succeed together if we have those days where we don't quite get the win and it's a tough day at the office, we share that together. It's quite nice that we get to share those moments um, and that journey together.
Abbey Ward is very organised. I'm Liz Deacon. I'm the England women's forwards coach. She knows what she wants. She's a line-out leader, so she's quite technical and detailed in that. So, yeah, that's Abbey Ward. She's best known for being an absolute line-out horse, but she's scoring tries today. Yeah, she is. And sometimes you've just got to put your body on the line for your team. That's exactly what she does. I'm Marley Packer, and I play for Saracens. Abbey Ward driven, determined, and a born winner on the pitch, off the pitch, driven, determined, but yeah, soft as well. It's crazy when I think about the journey that women's rugby has taken from when I started playing and not even knowing really that there was a women's international team to now and the coverage we get. thinking about how far club rugby has come from my first year at DMP. You used to have to pay to play. I think it was six quid if you started, four if you came off the bench, and then something at three if you were a student, and you, you'd pay that like to help towards the club, and you would go and there might be 20 people there watching, if you were lucky. From that to when we're kind of selling out Sandy Park, the journey and actually in a fairly relatively quick time is crazy to think. And I think that comes from the coverage, the visibility, the professionalism with the Red Roses going professional, the standard of rugby has really skyrocketed. Every rugby player is absolutely an athlete in their own right. You just see the skill of the game improve, the pace of the game, the strength of the players, everything. It just kind of has gone on that upward curve. Another thing which still shocks me every now and again is um, actually getting recognised. Me and Dave were out for brunch and there was um, a family on the table next to us. I think it was the, the grandfather turned around and said, oh, great game yesterday, what a great win. And you're, all, you're almost taken aback. And you're like, oh, thank you, I, you know, thanks for the support, did you watch it? And then he turned around to Dave and said, and coach, what do you think? Um, so to think where probably people wouldn't definitely wouldn't know if you played rugby 10 years ago internationally and they probably wouldn't even care to now where we have a huge growing support base within our own right. We have um, three nieces in Bristol and they are 10 and 13 and they both want to be professional rugby players when they grow up. They are rugby mad, they love it. They go to training every week. We get back from training, we have a little debrief. I'm like, Georgia, how'd it go? Zara, how'd it go? And that's a potential career choice now. It never was for me growing up. When Abby told us she wanted to be a full-time rugby player, it really wasn't a job that we understood, particularly for, for a woman. A question popped into our heads, like, you know, well, how, how much does it pay? What are the career prospects? Is it a very short career? As a parent, you have a lot of these misgivings as well as the obvious ones like injury, but uh, she was very clear this is what she wanted to do and, uh, and Abby usually does what she wants to do. I think the upsetting thing for me growing, growing up was if I was a male rugby player of the same standard, I'd have everything laid out before me. It would be easy, right? Whereas we didn't have contracts and I had to have very difficult discussions, you know, with, with my dad in particular when I decided I wanted to pursue rugby and he said, it's not a career, you need to stop playing. And, you know, we almost like really fell out about it. 
And I'd say, well, it's not fair. If I was your son, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, I'm your daughter. And you tell me I, I have to give it up. Um, luckily, he came around and he's, you know, he's, he's one of my biggest supporters and followers us everywhere. In the last few years, we've really understood the job of a professional rugby player. We, we understand that it's uh, quite a bit of time uh, recovering, a lot of time training. She does a huge amount of preparation. Yeah, we've, we've, we've come to understand what it means to be a professional rugby player for Abby. I think for me, that is, that is one of the really nice things now that, that women are paving the way themselves. And just because it hasn't been done before doesn't mean that it can't be. And it's almost just, you know, shattering those ceilings. My nieces and all the other girls watching growing up, they can go on and they can be professional rugby players.